the only thing liberal about them. Well, hello. Hello, Mike here. Hey, no. Paul <laughs> here. No loot. Oh, nope. Hey. Hey. Lootweiler. What's up? What's up? How's it going? Oh, it's good. Did you just wake up? Did I wake you up? Sorry. <laughs> nah, you're good. Thanks. I needed that. <laughs> Sorry I'm late, guys. All good. Loot speaks for all of us. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> well, how are we doing? I'm good. Uh, doing good. Doing well. Doing well as well. I've had a couple whiskeys. We had a... Uh, a neighbor come over and um, we were in deep conversation and I don't know how to, I told him there was a call at nine I had. He didn't seem to care. <laughs> you said it was for baseball and they said that's not a thing. Yeah. He said, what's that? He cares more about football anyway, so it makes sense. So I apologize. Nice. But we should welcome... Let's welcome Lute. Hello, Lute. Hello, Luke. Hey, man. Hey, Luke. What's up, guys? Appreciate the invite for today. Yeah, open invitation. You just said yes, but I guess we'll make it about you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm excited. The champ is here. Yeah, mm-hmm. finally. So before we get into Luke's team, are there any newsworthy baseball topics we want to discuss? Uh, no, I, I'm currently watching the 2003 uh, – Game six of the World Series. So that's the most recent baseball thing I'm paying attention to right now. That is 17 years ago. Wow. <laughs> Who's yeah, playing out three? This is uh, Josh Beckett's dealing against the Yankees Ooh, right now. Nice. Nice. That is a special game in my heart. I had a picture of that win. If it's the – what game is it? I'm sorry. Game six. Yeah, that's the winner. That's the one. Yep. I believe he had Jorge Posada ground out to him to end it. I'm yeah, I'm, right. I'm just loving watching. I didn't. I don't think I ever knew Kareem Garcia. You familiar with this player? Kareem Garcia. This is one of the Yankees starters in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe our Yankee fan listeners, and that means Scott, because I don't know if Tom's listening yet, but Scott listens. Maybe he can fill us in on Kareem Garcia. What What's the average listener rate for this podcast this year so far? We're at half of the league. The first two podcasts have had six listeners. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm okay with that. That's actually yeah. better than last year. Good. And I think I have to get on Tom's case. I think he, if he's not listening, he'll be one I attack. Yeah. Yeah, we've learned with Tom, if you just call him out enough, he'll listen. He just likes to hear his name. Tom. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lute. Yeah. You had an issue with our podcast last week. Uh, Yeah, specifically Paul for calling out my weak team. (laughs) Again, it wasn't like that. I didn't mean to to say that. You can't just come at the champ, right? I mean, you, you also finished dead last the two previous seasons before That's that. True. So. That's true. That's very true, yeah. <laughs> so there is some validity to some of that. Yeah. So in I a mean, sense, he's related to the Royals. What's yes. That? Worst to first. Yeah, true. So we expect yeah. you to be last this year. Yep. Now I had straight back to the, the cellar. 
um, yeah, I mean, I think my draft is actually pretty close to to what it was last year, um, if not even better, to be honest. Because like where I made my mark last year was picking up guys like, um, uh, damn it, who's the actual Jordan player? Alvarez? Jordan, yeah, Jordan. Like he was he was one that that uh, helped me a ton throughout the season. So like I made my pickups later on in the year, not really in the drafts. And as I mentioned, Mitch Hanniger had an unfortunate injury um, <laughs> in the middle of the season last year. So hopefully nobody has that similar injury. And if my second base and shortstop produce anything better than last year, it'll be, it'll be a much better draft. I think in my mind, at least, but mm-hmm. I could see well, where the questionable picks were at, at least. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, I, back to last year too. Bellinger was like what, like a fourth or fifth round pick for you, and then it was an MVP season. So yeah, stuff like that yeah. helped. But yeah, yes. I mean, when, when I said when, yeah, 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 for sure. And so when I said a week, I mean, we got Scope at second, and then Diaz at third, which he kind of had flashes, but got hurt a lot. Polanco, yeah. I'm, I'm not personally huge on, but he has a he's decent. But yeah. then uh, Malik Smith is the utility guy. I'm not. He'll probably go down to the minors for half the season, like he did last year. <laughs> probably. It's the second year I've drafted him. Yeah. Um, but basically, I last year before the draft, I read this article by this guy named Heath or uh, yeah Heath Cummings. He's a CBS sports writer, and I basically mocked my draft after his article. And I couldn't find a new article that he wrote for this year, but I saw. Uh, <laughs> I saw um, uh, uh, like a live mock draft that he was in. I saw his team that he drafted, and he picked he picked Real Muto high. He picked uh, Josh Hader high. He picked Ozuna high as well too. So I just started um, like I was kind of scrambling on the last minute that Sunday before the draft to look for his article, um, and I couldn't find it. So I just basically used his draft that he did this year and tried to replicate that and get as close to his team as I had last year as well. But so, yeah, he had questionable picks and I don't know if these will work out or not, but he had a different strategy of picking. Um, and I just kind of followed, followed suit. But yeah, I'm definitely weak at second short bench. I don't really have much offensive depth past, uh, past Harper, Bellinger and, and, uh, and that's there, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm just happy you had a strategy going into it. So the first I couple of years, the, there wasn't yeah. much strategy to this, it felt like. So now that you even have a strategy, I, I'm happy with that, no matter yeah. what it plays out or not. I typically I – lo- I lost interest the first two years, like after the first month or two, and then I just stopped. I really just stopped paying attention. Um, but now I'm, I feel more involved, more – I care a lot more than I did, did previously. So Winning will do that. Yeah. Yeah, the money helps. Yep. <laughs> Who the fuck is Trent Grisham? Uh, he, uh, <laughs> so that was another guy. Keith, or Keith Cummings picked this guy in the late – he added him in the late round. I, I don't know. I just – he selected him, and he seems like an all right utility guy, but I had not heard of him before. <laughs> um, before he, he was a guy that uh, – he came up with the Brewers. He was a call-up, a late call-up for the Brewers, and that is like a – Supposedly a, a top prospect, but then I don't know if he got traded or obviously probably yeah, got traded. Yeah, top prospect. That's what I meant. Yeah, I yeah, exactly. Prospect. I'm trying to help you out here, Luke. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he got to San Diego, but he's with the Brewers last year. Yeah. So, Luke. Yeah. You're Osuna. You mean Roberto Osuna or Marcel? 
the the closer. Okay, yeah, your closers. I mean, you have top three ish, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was same thing with my boy Heath. He had he had top three as well. So that was that's just what I followed. But who is this Heath Cummings? We might have to do a deep dive on Heath Cummings. So <laughs> if I if I may if I may loot, uh, yeah. big oh. fan of fantasy baseball today podcast as well. Is that that's what he's uh, on? Is yeah that what he's, he's on. Yeah, uh, Adam Azer, Scott White, Heath Cummings, they're all on that. They're oh, all nice. really good uh, baseball writers. So Good. So he's actually he's, – he's, um, he's got a reputation behind him. I didn't really know. Yeah, it's not just a guy that's a lawyer <laughs> and his side gig is writing about baseball. Yeah. Yeah, he's legit. Yeah. You had Luke Weaver last year too, right, Luke? I did, but then he got hurt. He had awesome numbers last year before he got hurt. Um, so hopefully he – he starts. He pitches just like he did in the beginning of last year, but who knows what'll happen with his with his injury. And then, so I was gonna mention too at the top. I, when I was going on to ESPN to look at my team for tonight, I found this article, and it was on the front page of ESPN. But it was every team's best pitching performance of all time, and the Colorado, Colorado Rockies' best pitching performance of all time was John Gray in I just had the year. Uh but there's some interesting names on on the list. Um what year was it? Oh, it was two thousand and sixteen. John Gray pitched nine innings, four hits, no runs, sixteen strikeouts. That was the Rockies best pitching performance ever. 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 Yep. And you got him again. Yep. I mean he was he sent down last year or was that the year before? It was last uh, year. No, he didn't get sent down last year. He got hurt. Oh, yes, he did. No, he got sent down. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Look it up. You want to bet on it? Uh, Yeah, we'll bet. Yeah, what do you want to bet? Five bucks. I don't know. Five bucks? I was going to throw out five bucks, too. John Gray did not get sent down last year. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He got demoted. No, we'll do five. We'll do five. I'm down. Do five. I don't know how we find that out, but he definitely he got hurt. He didn't get sent down. He got I mean, sent down. He had a good year last year. The after he got sent down to the minors. No. Guys, loot. All I'm right. Telling we'll you. Hey, hey. Let's not hurt the <laughs> podcast. We'll no, it, no, no. We're not trying to. We're not trying to ramrod this and go sideways. It's just he he got sent down. I'll start looking for it right now. Yeah, we got to find. I got to figure that out. You find it out. I'm looking up John Gray and. There's not who, much. Who do you think the the Red Sox best pitching performance ever is? Roger Clemens. Nope. Pedro Martinez. Think Marcus Heredia, high school. Is it Marcus Heredia? <laughs> high school. Hideo, no, Hideo Nomo. He was on the dot on the Red Sox. Yeah, 2001. Nine innings pitched, one hit, zero earned runs, 14 strikeouts. I don't know why this beats Clemens. 19 or what did he have like 21 strikeout game probably uh, Heath said this <laughs> probably so who was the Phillies uh it was some guy that I never heard of like in the early it was like 1920 oh. I thought it would be would be my boy Roy but it was not I was saying Brad Lidge <laughs> from the just from the closing out the World Series oh wait who am I thinking of I'm thinking of another guy Brett Brett Myers. Bobby Wagner? Brett Myers? No, it's not Myers. Brett Myers. Yes, sorry. I was not thinking of Lidge. I was thinking of Myers. Yeah. Um, the, Braves, what, the Braves was Joe 
I don't know, somebody in 1920, Joe Esker. Oh, Esker? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, Lute, I think last year I was actually rooting for you. You did really well. I think Patrick was running the season for a while, but Lute kind of hung around and then took control second half. Yeah. Um, a lot of it had to do with your pickups throughout the year. I think, honestly, Michael Brantley, his performance last year helped you. For sure. I don't know if he can do that again. Yeah. But you have him again. And your pitching staff is interesting. That's the most positive word I can say. I think it's pretty good, is it not? I mean, you get Verlander if he stays healthy. Glass now is good. Robbie Ray, he's out. I mean, he's all right. But hopefully Luke Weaver continues to pitch well. And then Keuchel, that Reynaldo Lopez guy has a ton of potential. But we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I'm saying this. I'm not trying to. I mean, I'm not. I'm not more knowledgeable than you. I've gotten sixth place in this goddamn league every year. But <laughs> I, you know, Verlander. I had Verlander up. I could have taken him, and yeah. I decided not to. I yeah. took Nola. Now that I just need to see at the end of this year, was that the right move? So yeah. I, I'm not gonna say like you were right. I was wrong. I don't know. But that's like Verlander was hurt, and they didn't know if it was a bad injury. But yeah. Now, how, how long he's gonna be out? Yeah, I'm not sure. And now what the season is showing us, I mean, we don't know what the hell is going to happen. So yeah. your lineup's great. You just don't have a deep bench. No. Your, your win last year came throughout the season. So we'll, I guess we'll just have to monitor. I also had one of the guys that I was working with. He, he was really knowledgeable and had his own fantasy baseball league. So he, like, he studied my, the minor league system and knew a bunch of players. Like, he tipped me off about Jordan, but now he – he quit uh, a couple months ago, so he's not here anymore. Um, so I don't know how how I'm going to figure out my my inside tips, but um, he was a big part to helping me find those players last year. Mm, the truth comes out. <laughs> yeah, don't you have his number. <laughs> I do, I do. Yeah, I, I may, I may give him a ring every once in a while. Is this Heath? Yeah, Heath works. Yeah, Heath works. Yes, with me. <laughs> No. Any more about Lute's team that we want to talk about? I think I think I owe Lute five bucks. Greg got sent down the year before. Yeah, Freeland, Freeland, Freeland was the one that got sent down last year. My boy Kyle Freeland. Oh yeah. So Freeland. I think I owe five, I think I owe Lute five bucks. Well, Unless, I'm gonna do some more digging, but initial glimpse online, <laughs> it looks like I flipped the years. Yeah, he got hurt last year. He didn't get sent down. I, I, I think I would have known that. Yeah. Gray was pretty consistent last year, but yeah. I just don't know which year he got sent down. Yeah. Malik Smith is your utility. That could be the point. <laughs> he, got, he, got, he got sent down last year. <laughs> he got sent down. Again. All right. Who wants to lead off with the uh, – well, Mike, introduce the next segment. Yeah, so uh, we planned on doing the teams of the decade for our favorite teams – um, we were going to do year specific. I don't know what loot landed on, but we'll, we'll see where we are. We did 2010 to 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 2019, but we'll see. Yeah. Decade plus one. So who wants to? Yeah. So and anybody can go. I'll go. All right. All right. So what team, what's your favorite team? My favorite team is, <laughs> everyone should know this except Chris. Chris, respond to our texts if you're listening. Respond. We love you. You're in the group. Who is Chris? Yeah, exactly. 
That's that should be his name, his team name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we need his A's picks. That's true. Yeah. So Chris is the new guy. Scott brought in his friend because Jay decided to. <laughs> I'll just say quit. <laughs> and, uh, we needed a guy, and I didn't have any friends left. So. Um, uh, got it. Chris is a San Diego bruh with okay. Scott. Um. So okay, first base, 2016, Freddie Freeman. And I, I think we talked about this. I'm not going to – I have a few, like, honorable mentions, and I'll go into detail on some, as hopefully you guys do, but get your notes at the end here. Second, 2019, Ozzy Albies, but an honorable mention of 2012, Dan Ugla. I actually forgot he was on the team. Uh, third base, 2012, Chipper Jones. So that was Chipper Jones last year. That was the infamous infield fly rule in the left field <laughs> playoff game. <laughs> uh, but Chipper got some MVP votes in his final year, his 19th year in the league. He still had a high batting average. He only played like 115 games, but still produced. Uh, I miss him so much. But 2019, Josh Donaldson gets an honorable mention at third base. Mm. Shortstop, 2013, Andrelton Simmons, which was his rookie year. Left field would be 2014, Justin Upton. And honorable mention 2018, Ronald Acuna. Perfect segue into center field 2019, Ronald Acuna. Um, right field would be 2010, Jason Hayward. That was his rookie year. Nice. More about hype there. If you look at his numbers, I look at his stats, and he was actually really good his rookie year. Down, 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 down. Had one more good year, and then we haven't heard much from him. That first at bat, we'll never forget it. Describe it, Luke. He, with the entire stadium at Turner Field, chanting Jason, and it's hit the bomb to right field, right? Grand slam off Carlos Zambrano. It was a grand slam. Ooh. I didn't realize that. Yeah, everyone chanting, Jason, hey, we're yeah. – And then rookie year, first at bat, grand slam. Awesome. Yeah. And then nothing but downhill from there. <laughs> Catcher, 2010, Brian McCann. However, honorable mention, 2014, Evan Gaddis. Now, I've been quoted as saying like he is one of my favorite people to watch bat up at the plate. I love Evan Gaddis. But now he's involved. He's actually one of the batters in the John Boy Media outing of the Houston Astros as hearing the banging on the trash can. So that kind of hurts my honorable mention there. Utility. 2010 slash 2012 Martin Prado. He's one of my favorite players of baseball players ever. Love Martin Prado. Uh, quickly through our pitchers here: 2019 Mike Soroka, 2010 Tim Hudson, 2014 Julio Tehran, 2011 Jair Jurgens, 2012. Jurgens. What's that? Jurgens. 2012 Chris Medlin. Now a few honorable mentions here. 2014, Alex Wood. 2014, Aaron Harang. And a 2015, Shelby Miller, who had a 6-17 and 17 record, but with a 3.02 ERA with 205 innings pitched. But that year alone, despite his win-loss record, the Braves traded him to the Diamondbacks for Dansby Swanson and Ender Inciarte, which is a clear win for the Braves. Yeah. Uh, and the closer, 2011, Craig Kimbrell. So that's the Braves. That's my all-time, well, decade lineup. It's good. I like it. Nice. Okay. Who wants to go next? 
Uh, I can go next. All right, let's let Luke go. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, Luke, no, you my, go. My, no, <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Mets, the Amazons. Uh, catcher, 2017, Travis Darno. Catcher was a brutal position to pick for the Mets. <laughs> uh, first base, 2019, Pete Alonso. Sorry, Lucas Duda. <laughs> Uh, second base, 2015, Daniel Murphy. Um, not his best season. His best seasons were probably with the Nationals, but 2015 was – there's going to be a lot of 2015 well, on this list. Mike, what's I like year in the playoffs? That yeah. Run? What, what year was that, 2015? 2015, okay. yep. Yeah. Uh, shortstop, Jose Reyes, 2011. Uh, led the, the league in average at 337, 101 runs. Uh, third base, 2012, David Wright. Uh, batted 307. He was sixth in MVP voting that year. Uh, left field, 2015, Jonas Cespedes. He was only with the team for 57 games, but he had 17 home runs, 44 RBIs, and 39 runs. He also had the gold glove that year. Is he year. ever coming back? No. <laughs> uh, center field, 2015, Curtis Granderson. Right field, 2019, Michael Conforto. My utility was 2019, Jeff McNeil. And my pitching, uh, Jacob deGrom, 2018, Cy Young, 170 ERA and 10-9 and win-loss record. Uh, Matt Harvey, 2013. Uh, R.A. Dickey, 2012. R.A. So this season was insane. He won the Cy Young. He led the league all of baseball in uh, 33 starts, 230 strikeouts, five complete games, and three shutouts. Wow. Uh, 2016, Noah Syndergaard. And for Bartolo Colon, I went 2014 to 2016. <laughs> he averaged he averaged 33 starts and 196 innings over those three That's seasons. Awesome. <laughs> Fucking love that. Uh, and closer, Yuris Familia, 2016. Mm. So a few, and I also a sneak pick. I went coach player Carlos Beltran, <laughs> and air quotes. Yeah. So okay, couple notes. I love yes, love David Wright. Me too. He, I I don't know. I have to look at his stats, but I love that guy. Great for the Mets. Great for everything. Their brand. Great. Um, I'm glad you put Bartolo in. As we talked about, but it seems so like when I'm looking back at my roster here, the Mets more recently have been great for you. I haven't heard 2010 to 2014 Mets in there, right? No, it was it was Reyes, one Reyes season, one right season. And that was pretty much it. And and then Harvey, Harvey, it was more pitching uh, early on as well. The pitching was a lot. I had a lot more choices. Yeah, Mets pitching has been pretty stellar. All right. Paul, or Lute, who's next? I, I, I can I can go because the, the 2015 kind of segues to, to my teams because I love 2015 Daniel Murphy too, especially his fielding in the playoffs. It's hard. Just get to your team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have a lot of years with mine because we only had really two good years in this entire decade. <laughs> so basically it's either the 14 or 15 season that this would be referring to because that was when we actually made the playoffs and made those runs. Uh, so catcher, uh, Salvi Perez, 
Um, people are low on him. Dave thinks Evan Gaddis is a better catcher than him. And fantasy-wise, for some reason, we had that argument a while back. But Salvi Perez, uh, first base, uh, Eric Hosmer. Uh, second base is a non-14-15 Royal, uh, Whit Merrifield. Um, very consistent top fancy guy this past couple years. So he's in there. We didn't have anybody at second base anyway. Uh, third base, Mike Moustakis. Shortstop, Alcides Escobar, which is sad, but uh, that's our top shortstop in the past 10 years. <laughs> um, outfield would be Alex Gordon, Lorenzo Kane, And then our right field has been absolutely atrocious. In those two playoff years, it was Nori Aoki um, and then Alex Rios were our right fielders, which is embarrassing. Um, so if you look at statistically and kind of like wins above replacement, things like that, actually Jeff Francoeur in 2011 would have been the, the highest rated uh, Royal in right field, which again is embarrassing. I just went but it is six. what it is. What was that? I just went from six to midnight. <laughs> Yeah, I, Frank Frank Hoare could have been on a bunch of our teams. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure y'all Frenchy given the get your side over there. You Dave. still have the sign. Um, I do have a sign bet in my son's room. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, I went yeah. DH because American League is way cooler anyway. And uh, Jorge Soler's last year, um, breaking the single season uh, home run record for the team. Uh, honorable mention: Billy Butler, Country Breakfast fan favorite, always will be. Um, our pitching staff is pretty atrocious as well. Um, but Zach Grinke snuck into the, the, the 2010s uh, in that 2010 years. So he gets to be on there. Uh, Dave's favorite person there. Um, James Shields, big game. James was part of a trade with the Rays that brought him over. And also a name I'll mention later, um, right before those playoff runs, they actually have somebody to have more of an ace quote unquote ace of the staff. Um, Jordano Ventura, we'll put him in here. RIP. I uh, had a great uh, couple years that the first playoff run or those playoff runs and then uh, passed away, but uh, put him in there. And then I would put uh, Johnny Cueto in there. We picked him up in the World Series uh, run in 2015. Uh, don't name any stats, but he helped us win a World Series. And then I'm only doing four starting pitchers because the rest of them were trash. And then <laughs> Bull. Bullpen, I would do HDH, that 2014 run with Greg Holland, Wade Davis, and Kelvin Herrera, um, which we got – if anybody could get to the sixth inning, we would shut people down with that back in the bullpen uh, in, the, in that run in 14. Um, and then honorable mention to Joaquin Soria, the executioner uh, in the early 2010s, actually was a decent closer when we won our handful of games that we did most years. Let me just say – Really in love with country breakfast as a nickname. <laughs> it's it's good. <laughs> it's good. Billy Butler, he is the man. Is he, is is he still be- playing with the A's? Uh, no, I think he had a couple-year run after we let him go after that uh, 14 uh, World Series, made it to the World Series in 14. He played like maybe one, two years. So I think like 16 was his last year, 16 or 17. And definitely RIP Jordana or Jordan. Jordano. Feel bad for that. That was awful. Yeah, that wasn't cool. He had a lot of promise. I actually saw him uh, when I was there in Carolina uh, at good old ECU when they in fourteen when they played Baltimore in the ALCS. I went up there with uh, Brad Brad Coleman. Uh, he was a he was an Orioles fan, so we drove up to that game two in the ALCS, and he was the Jordano uh, was the starter of that game that we we won. But that was that was pretty cool. But who's next? Nice. Uh, me, uh, Phillies fan, 
originally. So I I read I must have read the text wrong, but I did kind of like an all decade team versus uh, each individual year. So that's my bad. Hopefully that's not. Uh, no, right. it's totally uh, fine. So happy you're here. So first base, obviously Ryan Howard um, played. From 2010 to 2016, had a big year in 2011 with 33 home runs and 116 RBIs. Second base, I mean, that's there's no doubt about that. That's Chase. Um, Cesar Hernandez. I didn't. I didn't even pull stats for Chase because there's no one else that would compare to him anyway. So, um, third base is was surprising to me was Macau Franco who averaged 20 home runs and 68 RBIs from 2015 to 2019. Um, Honorable mention was Dave's buddy, Placido Polanco, who played for two years from 2010 to 2011 and averaged four home runs and 40 RBIs at third base for us that through that time. Shortstop. Jimmy, there's no doubt about that either. Averaged 14 homers and 53 RBIs from 2010 to 2014. Left field, uh, I got actually Reese Hoskins. Uh, so I put in left field because he started in left when he got called up. The Phillies had Carlos Santana from the Indians for the 2018 season, so he couldn't play first base. But in his rookie year, in only 50 games, he hit. 18 home runs, and in the following year, he had 34 home runs. So, um, honorable mention for that was Raul Abanez for from 2010-2011. He was on the team. He had two pretty good years. Um, center field, not many people to choose from there, but Shane Victorino um, was my choice there, just playing from 2010 to 2012. Other guys were like Ben Revere and um, – Scott Kingery, so there's really not much to choose from for center field, and then Oduble. Yeah, Oduble. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't on the porch today. Um, right field, I went with Bryce. He he had the best year out of any any other Phillies right fielder from the past decade. The only guy that came close was actually Jason Worth in 2010, um, but Bryce's numbers were still better in 2019. And then I actually had Jeff Francoeur as an honorable mention just for Dave. So it's the second time we're talking about Francoeur here on this podcast. Um, but I, I, I forgot it, that he was on the team. And let it known, I didn't bring him <laughs> yeah. up. Um, and then starting pitchers. So they were really good in the first first. Uh, and most of these guys were on the '09 uh, World Series team. But Roy Halladay, Cole Hamels, Cliff Lee. Aaron Nola, Roy Oswalt, and I think Zach Wheeler's going to be awesome. So I just have him down here as a honorable mention. But five pretty good RIP to Roy. And then the closer, Papelbon. Actually, I didn't realize how good he was for us, maybe just because the team was so bad that those three years. But he averaged 32 saves and an ERA just over two. So he was the, the closer that I chose for, for the decade. When did Brad Lidge he, play? He, uh, he played in 2010 and 2011, but like he was injured and didn't have a bunch of saves. So he had the one really good year when he went 
Um, he, he didn't have a blown save the World Series year in 2008, but then he started getting hurt after that, and that was kind of towards the end of his career. Yeah, okay, I see that yeah. now. I looked it up. Um, you know, as you're going, who was your coach? Oh, uh, you Ruiz. He was 2012, okay. he hit 16 homers, 68 RBIs, and had a 325 batting average. Actually finished 28th in the MVP race, so top 30. MVP. <laughs> oh, God. What are you saying top, top 30? I, I mean, I just saw it on Baseball <laughs> Reference. I don't know. Yeah, they yeah. put they put all that shit on there. I love that. <laughs> top 30. Okay. I actually, as you're listing those names, I'm like, you know, I kind of might be a Phillies fan. I watched so much Phillies. Yeah, I mean, like, all those guys, were, like, I, they were from 2005 to 2010. Like, those were their – this is on, like, the back end of their careers, but – They've been so bad since then that there's really been nobody else yet to to uh, to edge them out. I really like the Reese Hoskins pick too because when he came up as a rookie, that was really that was very similar to Jordan yeah. Alvarez's yeah, he, season yeah, last year. Yeah. You know what I hate is your Zach Wheeler pick. What the fuck are you saying? He just Why? Got- Why? Yeah, that pisses me <laughs> off too. That gets in my my <laughs> cooler. Yes, he is. Has we? No, has he played? I mean, I think he's, I no, think he's, I think he's gonna... all decade team. <laughs> that's how good their decade was. That somebody that's <laughs> never like, thrown a pitch is one of their best pitchers. Velasquez or Jared Eichhoff? Like, there's nobody. You know? Okay, you won it with Cliff Lee. I fuck. I love. Yeah. Cliff Lee. He was one of my favorite pitchers to watch. Indian, Philly, whatever. Yeah. That guy was awesome. So, and Roy Oswald. That one year they had the five, the four aces. It was crazy. And I remember you were quoted as saying it was better than the Braves. That sounds. That heyday. sounds like something and... I would say. Yeah. 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 Better than yeah. Maddox. Well, they had that's, that's, only, that's yeah. only three. We had four. Yeah. So it's obviously better. Yeah. Denny Denny Nagel. Yeah. Denny Nagel, Steve Avery. Sure. Better than Roy Oswald. <laughs> Not in his heyday, right? Well, yeah. on the Astros, no. Any other notes? I think this is should be a rite of passage for anyone that wants to join the podcast. They have to give us their all-decade team for their favorite team. Yeah, it's fun. I agree. Works. That was fun. I actually had too much fun doing this and ignoring my family. <laughs> <laughs> actually it could be ignoring my family was the most fun so are we doing this are we doing an in-depth look at Hoobastank I didn't really prepare for that but I'm I'm set to listen to it just show me what it's for and make me understand it I feel like that's, oh, nice. that's a lyric is there something more than I've been oh, handed God, keep going. I've been crawling in the dark <laughs> looking for the answer not planned awesome all right what 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 do I have to do to get inside <laughs> of you? Inside of you. Because I love the way you move when I'm inside of you. When I'm inside of you. Scene. Wait, Paul. What's the name of that? Song? Wow. Uh, it's called Inside of You. <laughs> I think. What if we just did that for the next ten minutes, just repeating lyrics of Hoobastank? No one has ever done that. Let's just say Guinness Book. Um, well, I have, I just have a little uh, little internet research on Hoobastank. For anybody that doesn't know about their band name, 
There's like several different stories about how they got their name, but I'm going to go. This one says early 2000s LA slang for having a foot fetish. Oh. Okay. So Rex Ryan <laughs> loves Hoobastank. Yeah, Tarantino, big Hoobastank fan. Let me, okay, let me, what I did, my research was to just open their Spotify page and understand that they're still making music, everyone. Yeah, had, <laughs> 2018. I uh, didn't know they had uh, more than three records, so that was impressive. They have, so 2018, Push Pull, 2012, Fight or Flight, 20, 2009, For Never. These are all albums. 26, Every Man for Himself, Expanded Edition, in case you needed more of it. Then, finally, 2003, The Reason. And that's where, like, Hoobastank's self-titled album and The Reason are all I really know. I'll just be honest. Same. Um, inside of you, though, what album is that on? <laughs> that's on the third one. I feel like I know that one, though. It's, yeah. it's, good. it's good. Isn't that... Isn't that a song from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Is it? Great movie. Inside of you. Uh, well, now. <laughs> no, no. The way you sang it, <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Um, Thank you. Born to Lead was another song on that album that was, like, decent. But Inside of You was the, the banger on that one for sure. Uh, you had said that in the group text, and I, yeah, I thought I knew mm-hmm. the song, but I don't know it. If it's not uh, either the intro or outro of this podcast, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. You know, I'm limited. Let me just say this as an aside. I'm limited. I've tried to put on The weekend. I've tried to put on Tame Impala, and it says not available. Paul, why did you have to bring and it I'm up? So you knew he was about the music. <laughs> I, just, I, I had to make the point. I had to make the point. Inside of You is from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. So Can I play it Good real job. quick? I have it right here. Thanks. Yeah, go ahead. Play it. Here it comes. Okay, stop it. Keith, you did this. Keith. Keith. You better yeah. hear this. You, you did all of this. The rest of this podcast now. <laughs> uh, uh, that was so calling, good. So Hoobastank's self-titled album, if I'm looking at this right, only has seven songs. Is that right? Mm, no. On Spotify, it only shows seven. But uh, well, I on my iTunes, it is the expanded edition, okay. but the it's got. 12 songs and two bonus tracks. So I would always say that Hoobastank was like a foul incubus, like trying to be incubus, just not quite there. And I actually really like Hoobastank. I'm a big incubus fan, but I really like Hoobastank. And there's a lot of stories. Christina, my wife, actually says that she remembers Hoobastank from me listening to them on the bus rides back from such terrible losses of basketball games, just listening to them. Crawling in the Dark, Running Away, and Remember Me. There's That initial album was really good. Ready for You, Up and Gone, Too Little mm-hmm. Too Late. Really good ones. And then The Reason, I'm, I like The Reason, too. We were So the group text had come through that Keith 
was listening to Hoobastank for some reason. Sure, radio host played it. We get it, Keith. And then Christina came downstairs from putting Emery to sleep, and I had it playing. And the look on her face, <laughs> like she knew what was on, but had to do like a, what the fuck? And like, no, it was, yeah. I haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> and then we listened to the whole album. I can't, I can't say we didn't listen to the rest of it. I mean, we just kept listening because that's what Hoobastank does. They get in your bones and they make you finish. And that's and what do they do, Dave? Stank. They get inside <laughs> they, of it. Oh, <laughs> Paul. And that's that's why we did this. Is there anything else we need to say about Hoobastank? That's what I thought. I don't. That's what so. I thought. So. Next week, let's think of a new band on the side. We don't need to let the group the group know. They need to be in suspense, all three of them. And we need to give them something that if they listen, then we know they listen and we'll pick their band. That's true. I need to, yeah, let's see if maybe someone will text me on the side and say, I want to know about this band. Story of the year. And that doesn't count. Story of the year. Okay, yeah. That's true. <laughs> they they deserve it. Wow. Yeah. I really like Story of the Year. Um. Well, that this is fun. This was fun. Loot, did you have fun? Yeah, it's fun. Take loot. Okay. <laughs> I can't take that as I a maybe. Question. That <laughs> as you were saying that. Well, <laughs> what's more nothing, important, nothing. loot? <laughs> no, you can say that. <laughs> the text is definitely more important. Um. Well, thank you guys. This was great. I had a lot of fun. Sorry I was late, but this, again, I'm going to be on a natural <laughs> high. I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> Love talking to you guys. I mean, whatever. This is going to transition into just a music <laughs> podcast. Fuck baseball season. But yeah. I pre- yeah. I Lou, it was great to have you, man. Yeah, Lou. Lou, you're on the longest nice. podcast of the year. How's minutes, that feel? Really. Yeah, nice. now 42 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, we Paul, ben, Oh, we did it. We did uh, it. D-Lin 86, that's five right. when, you get a spot, when you get a chance, all right? Yeah, you, you can text me and text right. me that, you son of a bitch, and I'll give you your five bucks. Why don't you just ask Testa for it? We'll give 15 to Paul. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Testa. All right. All this right. is our sign-off. Good night. All right.